Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 17. I'm your host, Wax, here with your co-host, Ads, as always. Ads, how you doing? I am quite deep in the commiserations. Can you be deep in the commiserations? I don't know. But my Who are beloved, you commiserating with? My beloved Manchester United and their fans for being absolute garbage, as per usual. I expect nothing, and yet I am still disappointed. This is what I get for being... For tying my happiness to a soccer team, which has no relations to me at all, and I have no control over. I was going to say, since when were you a Manchester United fan? Because you strike me as sort of young, you're in your early, mid-20s. And I feel like unless you started being a fan really young, you sort of missed their glory years by a lot. So I'm kind of surprised. I caught like their, their first, like their last half, right before Manchester City and Chelsea really started leaning up. But I was like... Probably around like 10 years old, something like that. Uh, My grandfather so, went for them, so natural. Oh, there it is. Well, there, there it is. It's always family, right? You, yeah. You're cursed to follow Yeah, the my team. family just fucking me. My, yeah. my rugby league team is also garbage, so I'm, I'm used to it. All right. So you caught the, the tail end of the last um, Cristiano Ronaldo Manchester United teams, basically. That's... Yeah, I, yeah, I caught that, and then I caught like the last teams that were garbage, but Alex Ferguson is good enough. To carry a shitty team and make them win anyways through the power of love or some shit yeah. like that power you mean power of like fear and intimidation yeah that one <laughs> they all love it. like you know you know those ones where you like you're, you're afraid of somebody yeah but the, the the fear is so deeply rooted that you don't even realize it's fear anymore and it's just love and you believe it to be love oh it's like that quote from the office you've seen the office right yep uh, i don't know which one I, you're referring to I want everyone to love me so much they're afraid of how much they love me. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Quite afraid that one was. That's, that's the uh, that's the peak of love and fear. Yeah. Both, both of them the peak. Both. What's uh, Fergie's reputation um, outside? Well, I guess in Australia, I should say particularly because I always thought of him as a very like old school, hard ass coach. And the anecdote I always hear is about him like yelling at someone or like throwing a shoe at Beckham or, or that kind of thing. Australians love hard ass coaches. Like we're, we're, oh, used, of course. Like, we're used to it. Like mm-hmm. it's not something that's foreign to Australians. I don't know about how it is in American sports, but some of the best, some of the best Australian coaches have been of a similar vein. Very like very uh, intense coaches that. You know, we'll chew out a player like there's a the current probably the current best rugby league coach is pretty much like Fergie. All the players love him, like they have an intense love for him, but they also like the the cameras love panning to him in the box and watching him lose his shit. And it's like just a fun thing to do every time his team fucks up, and it's just him yelling, banging on the glass, just losing his absolute shit. Something that's not professional at all in any professional environment except for, except like sports. <laughs> like, Wait, you can't have you. Is his name also Fergie? No, his name is Bellamy. Oh, Bellamy, okay. I think when he first started off his career, he went and met uh, Alex Ferguson. Hmm. We had a perfect... uh, Speaking of Sirs, (laughs) thing we could have have done for the Royals topic. Let's just do it. Oh, you just want to go there now? Yeah, let's do it because we got it. All right, so Sir Alex Ferguson, there's a reason he's a Sir, and it is through the power of the British monarchy. Speaking of the British monarchy, they've been in the news for quite a bit of time lately. 
with the whole Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, the royal crown debacle. Honestly, I don't really give a fuck and I would really hope for it to just all end so that I actually can read proper news. But other people, especially in Australia, I'm, I'm surprised at how much coverage. Really? Proper, proper, wait, wait, let's, let's start there first. Like, what, what kind of reporting do you want to hear about? You want to hear the reporting about your local elections, education yes. reform, you know? Yes. Okay. All right. But I guess this, this news would like trend more in America because Meghan Markle and also because of Oprah. Like, would something, yeah, would, something not, would something not involving Meghan Markle and Oprah trend as hard in America? I don't know how popular the, the royals are. This entire fucking thing happened because uh, America is obsessed with the royals too. Like, that's the only reason this interview happened. Like, uh, Oprah, I guess she has some connections to Meghan Markle. They got together. And so the, the funniest thing is, Oprah's company, they sold the rights to this interview to, for $7 million to whoever, I think CBS, who broadcasted it. Mm-hmm. And I think the Harry and Meghan, they did it for free. So Oprah's just like getting rich and they're just, I mean, I mean, they benefit from this in some way, I guess, indirectly, because it's like good PR, you know, just to look at it cynically. But, um, but for, that's the entirety of the whole British monarchy, even <laughs> like being think- part of the British monarchy. It's essentially PR. I just think it's fucking hilarious, though, that uh, Oprah is just like pocketing, all right, $7 million. You can just put it in the bank. And I thought it's not as funny. So I looked up how much they sold the rights to to ITV in England, and it was only like a million pounds. So it's like one sixth the amount that it's over the US, which is about exactly proportional to the population. But if it, if the rights fees are exactly proportional to the population, you might, you might surmise that the overall level of interest in the States and England is relatively similar. That's like a weird uh, analysis to make, but still, like, you're gonna it makes sense anyways. to me in my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the napkin it's map, it checks out. Yeah, it checks out. It checks out that the interest in the States is like roughly in the same ballpark as it is in, in England. But is that, I'm saying, is that because of Meghan Markle and Oprah? Or would it have been the case if it was? No. I don't no, know no, who no. the other brother is. Is this Harry? The other dude's no. name is Charles? I think. No, it's a, I think it's it's Diana. Like, like she was a huge star in the states. This goes back a okay. long way. And if you want to talk to talk to me about it before that, I couldn't tell you because like I don't really remember. But I definitely know that like Diana was a huge star in the states. Like she was like not just the states. I was you know she was an international well, star. Yeah, she was. My teacher was named after Princess Diana. My like year, my year four teacher. What the fuck? Year four, year three, some 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 like primary school teacher. Yeah, you could probably find some kind of demographic data that says kids born like in the mid '90s, there's a big spike in, in in girls named Diana. Yeah, but anyway, oh. we, anyway, as as we profess our you know our disinterest and we turn our nose, saying you know like this kind of gossip and drama is we are us. highbrow. We care about esports gossip and drama here. These, these family squabbles, you know, they're not what we're not quite what we're interested in, unless. It gives ads ads a uh, potential in. Yeah, well, I don't know if I got the potential in or you tried to force the potential in, but apparently I did not know this. Did you, did, uh, I didn't know the Japanese have a royal, like a royal family or emperor family, or whatever you want. They're called, did you still called like. The, Wait, did no, you no, I knew, I, no, no, I knew that. I knew that they had okay. an emperor family or whatever, but I yeah. didn't know that if in, that if someone from the royal family marries outside of the royal family and engages like as is married to a commoner they are stripped of their royal rights and they become a commoner as well had the had the uk thought of this they i think that 
we wouldn't have had this issue, should we? Yeah. Ads. So, so does the idea of marrying a princess in title, does it appeal to you? It only appeals to me because now I know that they have to come down to the commoner state ah. and be a commoner with me now. Otherwise, it wouldn't. Like, if, if I just had to be like, if I had to be a prince in name or whatever, even if I didn't have to be a prince's name, if they still had to be a princess and then I had to be some fucking rando, like, then I wouldn't care. Like, what what's it called? The Duke and Duchess? Yeah, that's whatever it is in, uh, in, in uh, British in royalty. The UK. Yeah. Let's, let's give the context, though. So, yeah, Japan has a royal family. It's um, nowhere near as glamorous as the British royal family. Nowhere near as scandalous or that that we know of until recently, I guess. So what happened is uh, the cr- I'm not sure if this was the princess who was in direct line of succession. She was like not the first in line, I think. I think, but she's like, very close. So it's enough that they should be worried. But she's decided to give up her royal status because she wanted to marry a commoner. And they actually did something very similar to the Prince Harry, Meghan Markle thing, where the people who are into this sort of uh, royal family tradition, they really, really scrutinized this commoner. She was tr- she was giving up her royal you know name to marry. And they like dug through his past and found that, oh, his family has some financial issues. And they're like, oh, you know, he's probably a gold digger. Like, literally, not literally, but you can, you can draw the parallels, right? You can see where these, uh, like what the similarities are. Yeah, there is a similarity between it, but the difference being that, like, it's it's a forced like removal from the royal family for for Japan. Whereas, That's true, right? Whereas Meghan Markle and Prince Harry decided to leave, like it was yeah. their choice. Hmm. So yeah. there's no risk in Japan of the royal family being destroyed by such commoner blood. Wait, but what does that mean? So if uh. Are, are there other royals they can marry or is it just like a big incestuous house? That's the part but, I couldn't figure out. I, I couldn't figure that out, but apparently there's like other families which are technically uh, royal. And or aristocrats? If, or, yeah, if they marry aristocrats, are they still good? But I, as far as I understand, royal families are all about the incest. So that's Yeah, it could just be that. It could just be one of those cases where this is one of those cases where we just say, hey, incest generally bad, but we, we can... We can yeah. accept it. So back to my my plot. I don't actually have a plot. This is an alleged right. plot. Right. Well, to, I, um, as an as an avowed anti realist Yeah, as an, as an <laughs> this makes me sound like I'm just you know like getting a bit yeah anti royalist. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's run with it. Yep. Um, if I were to go and engage in such things, my pure goal would be to bring down, or well, only with one person, but bring down the royals by taking away one person from their ranks. And I don't know how much that would affect it, but I wait, would feel wait. like I'd done something in my life. Wait, wait, wait. Why not, just one person? Why not take down all of their eligible heirs? Whereas, but in the past, it would, it would be done by assassination and murder. You could just marry and divorce like every eligible heir in the Japanese royal house until... I mean, like, dude... I don't know how much uh, charm you think I have, but I think swinging one would be a, would be a, would be a fucking push already. So swinging two is pushing it, and swinging like I don't know how many there are. That many? I think, I think it's like six or six or seven, and they're and they're most they're mostly women, but there are a couple of princes. So and I don't yeah. know what Japan's laws on gay marriage are, but so, it's illegal. But, yeah, is it? Oh damn! 
So we need that legal? as well to change. Yeah, yeah. Do they recognize civil unions? I don't remember if they're like, as in from other states, from other countries. No, 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 no. It's like, uh, you know, common law marriage. Like you get the benefits of. of I don't being, think so. You know, uh, not even that. Okay. Yeah. No, All right. I, if I remember correctly, like people who go from America or any other country, I guess, and mm-hmm. are like, have, have been married overseas. They weren't like be given like a spouse visa, I think. I'm pretty oh. sure, but I could be wrong. Okay, okay. So, so maybe maybe you can marry all of the princesses, but you you probably have to do you probably do have to murder all of the princes. Unfortunately, good old like, old school regicide. Uh, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. Oh yeah, no, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. If 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 Ads was a avowed anti monarchist who was trying to bring down all royal houses. Yeah, I don't conversely, know. Conversely, conversely, it could be your way into the monarchy. Like, if you succeeded, they might just be forced to like make you uh, part of, part of the royal family. They have to like, make an exception. Will, will they make the exemption, and then I am the thing I vowed to destroy? Don't you, don't you think that would be such like a hilarious? Well, it'd be a dilemma for you too because you're anti royalist, and you'd have to think, "Hey, man, do I do I want to become this thing I want to destroy all along?" But also be a good dilemma for the Japanese royal family. They're like, "Would you rather see our lineage die, or would we?" accept a filthy foreigner into our bloodline it would be quite quite the dilemma well i do have some money okay does this have legs does this have legs as like a as some sort of fictional thing can we like sell that's what i'm saying like manga writers you want to call me up and like we'll get in some sort of business here i've got the we've got the storyline here i can't draw so we just need you to draw really but other than that like i feel like we got a few ins. Keith, do we have uh, Disney on the line anytime soon? That seems like a Disney Prince alternative viewpoint. Oh, you want to do this as like a as like a comment as a rom com where you, you start off wanting to bring down the royal house. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But but on the last princess, you you actually you actually fall in love. Exactly. After breaking the hearts of dozens of women, I finally realized what true love is. Mm. Hypothetically speaking. And after you like you know throw a couple of princes off a bridge, yeah. Well, I would need some money for that. And I recently found it. Well, it's actually not recently, a couple months ago. But I found out my family has a fair amount of money trapped in Argentina. Where my uncle, see, my great uncle. I'm unsure if he like my mom didn't really specify, but I'm pretty sure my great uncle is a mafia overlord who owned oh, okay like. I, 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 all right, I'm glad you said mafia overlord and not like literal Nazi, and that makes that makes it a lot better. That makes... No, no, no. That my great uncle married an Argentinian woman. I was gonna, I was gonna say when you said there's money hidden in Argentina, I was going in two directions. <laughs> I was like, all right, which Wait, way are we? I never go? Even considered that. Fuck. <laughs> which it way could, are we... It could be. I, I'm never gonna see this money anyways because he never had kids, so yeah. he, all of his money dissipated into all of his ventures. Well, if the if the gold is imprinted with like cer- certain characters, then uh, then then you then you can know. Yeah. Well, he 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 owned like suburbs in Argentina, and my my grandfather wanted to go get said money after he passed away, and people told him essentially, if you come here, we will kill you. So mm-hmm. he didn't do it. So what I'm trying to say is, I could have been a multi-millionaire, and I could have oh. been the. I could have been in the situation where now I have. Have you watched? Ah, oh, fuck! What's the anime called? So you could have been the aristocrat. You could. You could have yeah. been. A, yeah. I could have been. You know, those when the mafia gets so big that they have to finally go legit 
I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to I'm just trying to add angles to our story here, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've watched The Godfather. I, I don't know if you have, but yeah, I've watched it as well. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Really transcends generations. Dude, the God. I don't know why you dis like you. Yeah, I, I disbelief just, at so I just many. Expect, I expect young people not to have watched anything. I I had no expectations of young people. Dude, to have... I'm looking at a box set of all of Hitchcock's movies. Okay. I've watched all of them. Uh, that's true. You are a hipster. I, I, I underrated that. Yep, I do. Uh, I am. You're you are a hipster before you are a youngster. Yep. <clears throat> all right. So that's pretty much all I have to say. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is if Disney or a manga writer want to get in on this story of heartbreak, royal break, and I can't think of a third thing that says break in it, but please contact Keith because he will be you in and he will be in charge of the titles. I've already given him the job description of Lord Title Overlord. Keith. Keith said he would be indisposed today compared to other days, which is almost impossible. But Keith, what do you think about this idea? Okay, um, I don't know. I wasn't listening because okay. I was no. But there's a reason for it. Do you always was, say there's a reason? Were you watching no, no, no. GTA no, RPs? No, there's a there's a reason for it. I was just looking into the imperial household law uh, that dictates that the princess that married a commoner had to like renounce her title, denounce it, renounce it, whatever. And fact checking on the wax off full show. God But the thing that I'm confused about is that the Imperial household law is, was passed in 1947. The former, uh, Empress Michiko, who was, uh, married to um akihito before he abdicated the throne was the first commoner and first member of a religious minority her family being roman catholic to marry into the japanese imperial family so men can do it and she married him in 1959 which was 12 years after the imperial household law was passed so maybe it's only on the men's side Maybe that's what how it works. Oh, Wait, did just, you... I was still. I mean, I was still reading, and then you guys asked me about whatever you were talking about about Disney or whatever. So right. I don't have know. You, have you gotten to the part about incest yet? Can you answer our questions about that? I don't think that incest is involved still. Okay. Um, there are other like. I think Ad said it. There's like other imperial families. I think. Like there's there's other families that are considered side houses. To have imperial status. Um, but there's so... Like the current emperor I think is married to like... A woman that he met in college or something like that. And she wanted to be a diplomat or something. I don't like... I don't know how any of this stuff works. I'm so confused reading like the histories of these people. Because it seems like there's a lot of commoner marriage going on. And so I think it's a lot of like... If the woman is a commoner it might be fine. But if the... If it's like a princess marrying a common man, then it doesn't work. All right, I see. Okay, okay. I'm I'm gonna still believe that it's just right, sexism. Yes, I mean probably it is imperial law, so probably. Yes. Why does the imperial law still exist anyway? Did we just like let them have that after the war? They're like, ah, oh, you know, you know, we we, we killed a lot well, of you guys. You, you well, can at least... like, isn't the imperial house supposed to be like 
the emperor is supposed to be like the god figure of the sh- is that not it yeah he, it's a, he is like he used to be technically a divine emperor yeah they, yeah they, they are technically the, i don't know if that still exists I mean, not concepts clearly like not anymore but um yeah yeah he's the head of he's still the head of the shinto religion yeah, yeah that's what i thought okay that's that's what yeah he's like the heavenly emperor yeah right. anyway i feel like that was a very large preamble just to get to our, our ads like serial marrying divorcing princesses plot i don't know I, I'm, I'm very interested in this one if you are interested send us more money so that we can get into contact with manga writers at co dash fi slash the jujus.com and also while you're there check out our third podcast in the jujus lineup which is titled is it just called it's the juju, the juju show. show what a show yes. what a name the juju show i was making yes. sure i wasn't wrong the juju show episode one came out last week i don't know the exact um the exact uh, release schedule I hope it's weekly. I don't know if it's weekly, though. might be bi-weekly. Did you listen to it yet? I listened to, like, 10 minutes of it, and then I had to do something. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? We can, we can review the, the Juju Pod next week once, once you listen to it. I, I, I had some thoughts on it, but we can t- leave that to later. Okay. Anyway, so, so let's, let's just go on to our next topic, then. Another awkward transition, as we always do. So, ads... You really wanted to talk about the c- crimes you allegedly committed for some reason. Like I don't know why you just you just brought it up out of nowhere. Usually you're you're not, you're not the one who brings up the topics. Usually it's me just going through Twitter, going through news sites, looking for whatever was trending this week. But you just randomly came up and said, "Hey, you know, it would be fun if we talked about the crimes that we may or may not have committed." Look, I'm Australian, so like it's in our blood if we're speaking to be a criminal. I mean. Wait, wait, how many generations in are you? When, when did your parents move to Australia? My parents moved. I'm like a generation in. But also like four generations in hmm. from mother's side. But yeah, but regardless. You want to um, talk, talk about the actual scam that, that kind of like ties into this? Cause, uh, let's talk about the scam real quick. Because it's a, it's a hilarious fucking scam. So Ads was talking about like crimes and, you know, thievery and deception and all of these things and it just fell across our laps this was trending in the news so apparently a um a swedish oil company they bought several like hundreds of tons of copper from a turkish company and they say hey okay fine just send us this copper ship it across the ocean and we'll pay you 36 million dollars for these like tons and tons of copper in these ships and when they arrived it turned out they sent them rocks that had been spray painted like copper and that's just like such a fucking hilarious con. I can't believe you can pull that shit off. Like, is that how easy it is to like like steal money in this world if you just have a mind to? I mean, yeah, but like, they got caught. Otherwise, we wouldn't hear about. Like, I assume they got caught. So uh, that's is true. It, is it really that easy? They got caught eventually. I mean, uh, so I was looking at what uh, this raw copper is looks like. It's like called like blister copper. And it literally looks like rocks, so I can see how it would have worked if they just had some like some rust color spray paint and they just, they just like sprayed these rocks with it. It'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's fucking copper. People would have thought so. Well, how much did they sell? How many tons? Six thousand tons. What if they had the first thousand tons as normal copper? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, like maybe maybe like we could do this better. We could be like, you know what? Like, we, 
it's like uh, the thing where you know, like drug dealers, they don't they yeah. don't sell you the pure product. They cut it like you know, if it's cocaine, they're gonna cut it with what is it these days? Ads allegedly, it's like baking soda. There's so many things allegedly that they put into it allegedly that I wouldn't know about. Absolutely, okay. but like it depends on the country and stuff like that. Are there people right. put sugar in it, even. <laughs> but there are other things that they'll put to make the product have like a harder kick. Hmm. Um, like... oh, oh, by, by the way, this was 6,000 tons of, of copper in 300 containers. So this is just like an entire ship, like a, a ship that's just loaded full of rocks. They just send a ship across the ocean full of rocks. That to, uh, It's great. 2014 to 2015. So actually, if they just got, <laughs> if they got caught like this year, then they made five, six years. After five, six years, man, if you're not, in no, an no, untouchable no. situation. No, 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 no. That part you read was like it's it, it, that that's going back saying this Swedish company they've been like cautious before, like this uh-huh. crap happened now. Yeah, that, that that part of the story is more talking about how this Swedish this uh Swiss company has been. Right. So August twenty 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 is the proper day. Okay. Yeah. So it's still a few months. Like after getting thirty six mil in five installments, yeah, with I the mean, last payment made on to August twenty twenty. Man, what are you doing still in Turkey? Like, it's time to disappear, eh? Yeah, yeah they're probably... Well, no, no. I don't think any arrests have been made. I think these guys who who committed the fraud, like, they, they probably pieced out. Like, the Turkish police said, hey, there's a commi- criminal investigation pending. But, uh, yeah, I mean, good good luck finding these guys. They're probably in, like, Antigua or somewhere like that. Just, like, just chilling with their 36 million. That's what I would do. I don't know which country I'd go to, but I'll just peace out straight away. I mean, I guess, yeah, Japan has got to have extradition treaties with a lot of places. Yeah, I couldn't. No, we can't do Japan. And you really couldn't blend in with locals. It would be a bit tough. Yeah. There's like a bunch of islands that'll that'll make do, though. Mm-hmm. It'll be very hot. And there'll be lots of sun, though. So that'll be bad. But I, I'll, I'll, with my 36 million, I think I can afford some AC. You know, you know, I was thinking that, like, let, let's say you were, you know, in all these movies, like Die Hard or whatever... The criminals, you know, the heist guys, they're saying, okay, we'll, we'll get this money and we'll retire to an island somewhere. But what if you're not that personality type? What if you're someone who really likes, you know, living in the bustle and the energy of a big city? You want to live in Tokyo, Berlin, New York. And what do you do then? Are, are you just fucked? You just got to be bored on an island for the rest of your life? Well, I guess if you have enough money, you could do like facial reconstruction, fake mm. IDs, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's ways around it if you're really yeah. that committed. What's the, best, what's the best city to live in as an international criminal? Like, that, that has like, no extradition treaties. It's going to be like... Can you move to like Shanghai? Like, like if like the US said, hey, yo, this guy robbed the bank, robbed the bank in uh, Pittsburgh. Like, like, are they just going to ship you back? I don't know. I, I don't know if they will. Or well, maybe 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 Moscow because like because Snowden's there and he's fine. Although he did like ask for a like, asylum, so that that's different, I guess. <laughs> I don't think they would give asylum to a bank robber. Okay, I'm looking at the list of countries with which China maintains extradition treaties, and France of the like notable ones, Australia, mm-hmm. but not ratified, so it's kind of like fifty fifty on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Italy's a big one. France is another big one. Brazil. No United States, so... Okay. All right, all right. So You're pretty much good to go. If we wanted to commit a giant heist or fraud scheme and just, like, fucking scram, it's, it's not bad. Like, Shanghai's a pretty modern city. Yeah. There's also, like... There's a bunch of countries in... 
in South, South, South America that you could probably go to as well. That are like pretty nice, especially if you have money. All right. Well, let, let's uh, take a little break on the supposed hypothetical crimes you, you might commit, but let's talk about the alleged crimes you committed in the past. Because you well, really want to talk about this. You really, really want to bring well, this I one think up. you're overblowing how much I want to talk about this. This is like I, the most this is the most enthused you're about anything except music. So I'm, I'm gonna say it. Like I it, it I had I made a mental note of this. You're yeah, you're overselling this. But anyways, what happened was was I was at a dinner with some friends, you know, in the outside world. Allegedly. Allegedly. And Last we lap. were sitting on there's like eight of us, something like that. And we were sitting on two tables, but they were right next to each other. And like, we'd brought them together, whatever, to sit next all, all together. And the waiter had come to take our order. But for some reason, he took the orders as two separate tables, even mm-hmm. though we were all together. And then one person goes to pay for the meal at the end of, at the, end of the, at the end of the night. And they pay, and then we go. And then I'm like, okay, send me the bill, and I'll pay you whatever I owe you. And he sends me the bill, and then I realize... Hang on, nothing I ordered is on this list, and in fact, nothing our whole table ordered is on this list, because I remember what everyone ordered. I'm like, did you only pay for one table? And he's like, oh, I think I did. So basically, we dine and dashed for the first for the first time that I can remember of. Oh, accidentally. Accidentally, yes. Okay. Well, in that in that case, I gotta say, you know, I, I probably should have followed up with you and asked you what the story actually was because, I, yes, I, I did kind of oversell this, didn't I? Allegedly. You did, <laughs> and yeah, so I was I was you know memeing it up and trying to like tell them there were people who thought we shouldn't. Would you have gone back? Uh, when did you realize? When? Like the next day. The next day. Um, how far away is this place? From my place, it's like yeah, twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, that's borderline. Like, it would also depend on, on on the amount of money I owed them. It's like it's like it was like a hundred dollars nearly. Yeah, I would. I, I I probably would. I probably would in that case. Okay. Well, it's, it's also it's also because I've been like it, like uh, just inundated with propaganda from the restaurant industry saying that I gotta save small businesses or they'll all be dead by the end of the pandemic. So, well, here's the funny thing, right? This place is called the Loving Hut, which I think exists in the U.S. as well. It's like some, yeah, it's some Vietnamese vegan restaurant, okay? And apparently, it's owned or run or, like, inspired by a Vietnamese cult. Cult? Yeah. But it's like a, okay, yeah. But it's like a weed cult. Oh, this is like that, okay, well, this is very, very loosely like the, uh, the vegan Indian chain in, in America and uh, in like South India that's owned by a guy who may or may not have killed somebody. Yeah, but it's not quite quite like it's it's like a very soft cult in that they like promote some way of living and stuff. And on the wall, they have like a quote from their all supreme leader, Supreme Master Ching Hai, who's yeah. who promotes vegan living and like not killing and all this stuff. But like it's not like a thing where yeah, we want basically all of our people to commit mass suicide. In a room. Right. Oh, so so it's like a weird religion, but not a bad religion. Yeah, like it's not particularly bad, as oh, far as I can tell. I mean, like, yeah. have you had? Have you ever gotten like a free lunch at Hare Krishna? No. You know what Hare Krishna is? You've heard of it, right? Uh, no, I think not. All right, All right. it's like 
it's like an international religion that's va- a small one of the smaller ones that's vaguely related to hin- Hinduism or like inspired. I guess I should say it's inspired by Hinduism. I don't. I shouldn't say it's related to it because I don't know the details. But it's mm-hmm. like a religion that was inspired by Hinduism, and they they preach all of the. Uh, it's a very hippie religion, but like, to, to cut things short, like they they serve uh, free vegan lunches if you go to their temples. Okay. No, never so, been. Yeah. All right. So if you if you want a free vegan lunch, you should look it up and see if you can go, go to one of those places. Let me check. Uh, yeah. So I did that. We did. By the way, we did actually go. So you went um, back. You actually we went, went back and paid. We went back. Yeah, we paid. And the okay. owners were nice, and they were like, "Oh yeah, no, no, it wasn't your fault. It was the person who did the order." See, I didn't pay for it, and mm-hmm. I told my friend, "You were a fucking idiot." Because how did you think that eight people eating was worth? A hundred and like I can't remember what you paid. One hundred eleven dollars. Did you think my table ate air? Like I'm confused. You bought so much food, and he was like, "Oh well, I didn't really look at the number. This that." Anyways, we we go back. Um, we pay for it. The owners were like super kind. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It was the guy's fault. Like they didn't like put any blame on us. I was ready to be put in handcuffs, shipped off, but then it didn't happen. So we were we were all good. And I want to ask you, even though you already answered this to me, if you'd mm-hmm. ever stolen something incidentally or otherwise. Okay, so I, I honestly thought that I'd be following up your like your really, really just uh, I don't know terrible crime with a, a shitty ass tale, but I'm kind of relieved because like my story now is is just as shitty as yours. So I don't know. I I'm I'm we're just making the pod- podcast bad together, basically. So okay, what's your one? Oh, so and I'll tell you my other one as a child. This is like almost identical to yours, so that, so this is it makes it extra bad because it's also repetitive on top of being boring. But um, so I went with a bunch of people to um, like a pizza, a mixed pizza chicken place. You have those like all around, you have those in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Like in in Europe, I think there are pizza kebab places. Here, it's pizza chicken places. I don't know what it is in, in your places. I think it's just called kebab kebab stores, and they sell pizza as well. Right, right. It's it's just a universal concept. The place that mm-hmm. sells pizza and chicken and sometimes kebab. So we, yeah. we went there. We we got it was me and like I don't know, four or five other people. We got a bunch of stuff, and it was a bit of a complicated order. And at the counter, I was trying to pay with like some weird size bills because I had this very very strange assortment of bills. I was paying for everyone, and I just did the math really really poorly, but I did it so confidently that the person believed me. And when I bought the cash back, like the people who had paid told me, like you stiffed them by like $20. So. But were you, were you still in the store at the time? Uh, I think so. I think I, this is like when we were leaving or something like that. I'm not exactly yeah. sure. But yes. And uh, I, I did not give the money back, by the way. So so you're, you're a better person than me. Yes. Morally, I have an immoral higher ground against wax. It was a it was Fantastic. a good lesson. It was a good lesson though that like um that it, it taught me, like, I couldn't pull off a scam intentionally because like I couldn't have that confidence if I knew I was doing it, but because like I didn't know I was being I was trying to scam this person, I was so confident in how in my bad math, and I think that's why like the cashier just went along with it. It was also sort of like one of those like fast things where I was like, okay, so if I take this much away from this and I add that to that and I do this to this, and this is how much I owe you. So here you go. And the guy just went for it because I, I guess he just was like, "Oh right, this guy has got to know what he's talking about." Yeah, 
Okay. My other story about um about stealing things was as a child. I don't know how old I was. I was like pretty pretty small, but I still remember this. I was at Spotlight, which is like a fabrics and buttons and a lot of like like um handmade handcrafting stuff store. It's like a massive store. It's like a couple like it's absolutely massive, and they also sold um costumes and stuff. That's why I like going, like looking at the costumes. Um. And I was with my mum and we, we she was looking at buttons and we're looking at the buttons and I'm showing her buttons. I'm like, oh, mum, what do you think of this button? And then for some reason in my, I don't even remember doing it. I put one of the buttons in my pocket. Now, these buttons are worth like 50 cents maximum, like 50 cents, 20 cents. The big, the most expensive ones are going to be worth like a dollar. But anyways, we, we she buys whatever button she wants. We leave. We get home and I find the button in my pocket. And I start crying. I'm like, Mom, we've got to return this. They're going to take me as a criminal. They're going <laughs> to... Yeah. Well, she said, shut the fuck up. I'm not taking you back there. And we never returned it. So did, she for the... button, did she take the button and make something out of it? I don't know if we ever used the button. I'm sure okay. it was like a garbage-looking button that no one would use that my idiot brain thought was good. But... Wow. It's just a, really the worst kind of theft. You stole it and you just wasted it. It's just pure waste. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I didn't waste it, man. I was like four or five. But yeah, so I owe Spotlight. I don't know if Spotlight still exists, but if they do, I owe them 50 cents. Man, I'm having a hard time like uh, imagining young ads who still believes in morals. And uh, well, you know what? No, never mind. You, you, you prove that you still believe in morals. You went, you went back to that store and you paid them what you owed them. Yeah. I, I gotta you got to reply to some call. That's ads, like ads, has to, uh, ads has to take a call. So he yeah. has to, okay. Spotlight is calling me right now and they want their 50 cents back. All right. So, so the way we can do this is we can like wait and we can edit these two things together. Or I can just talk to Keith for like, um, for five minutes. Keith, what do you want to do here? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about this dumbass tweet. <laughs> so no transition. I'm, I'm just going to go to it. So a, a lot of what we do for this podcast is just trawling Twitter for whatever's trending and seeing if it's funny enough to bring up. And this one definitely met the criteria. So this guy um, at Ubi Franklin one sent, he sent out this tweet and I'm, it's just the most bizarre tweet. And people, I feel like the way that Twitter reacted to it, like they didn't know how to respond to it because they were like, is this guy serious? Is he being ironic? And everyone chose to engage with this in their own way. And the tweet goes, ladies, if you own a company and your husband is out of work, would you step down from your position as the CEO for your husband to take over? And that's just the tweet. That That's just the whole tweet. And um, I think the majority of tweets was like, actually, I was surprised to see women responding to him and say, no, I would not do that. Are you a fucking moron? <clears throat> and um, I don't know. Keith, like, you, you took it that way too, because I thought this guy must be trying to make some sort of ironic point or trying to like use this... Uh, you know, that's what people do, right? You pose a dumb question to try to make a point, but and what, what do you think of it? Uh, I mean, I kind of took it that way, but really, I just, I didn't get how this situation would ever happen. Like, why so, did he Like, what prompted it? Yeah, like, I don't, like, it, it's so far away from anything that I would ever consider as like a logical scenario that I legit didn't know where this person came up with. So because I, it makes no sense to me whatsoever that any like career driven woman 
who owned a company that was successful enough for this to be like a, a scenario would ever just be like in a relationship with somebody who would eventually lose their job and then ask to take over the company. Yeah. So I was like trying to go through this guy's, I didn't do like a deep dive, but I, I did like a, you know, it's very shallow look through this guy's Twitter account to try to figure out where, where he's coming from. So one, he appears to be from Nigeria and I don't want to make like big assumptions about the patriarchy there, but like, well, no, let's make an assumption. Is, is it, um, can I assume that like it's more patriarchal there? Patriarchal. I, I mean, as far as I know, yeah. Okay, so it's a safe assumption. Yeah, so so maybe th- that's going on there. And two, I was looking at just like what his posting history, and it's just like so all over the place. Like it's like a bot made this account. It's just out there to get engagement, and because so, the thing is, he was like quote tweeting people responding to him negatively, and and like saying, like saying yeah, it's like. He's being he was being affirmative to people saying no I would definitely not do that I would like keep, I would keep my job and he was being like very affirmative to those to those people so I was like like what is this like weird ass performance art yeah I don't know it it like just reading it caught me so off guard that I have like literally no idea how one is supposed to you know, approach that the question. I thought you were. I thought your response was actually very telling, though, because most of the people responding to it on Twitter were women who are just like being like, "What the fuck, man!" But your response, as like one of the as as a male, was was pretty good. It's like you were saying, "What the fuck, man!" In, t- in the sense of like, if I was in that position, like, why the fuck would I want to go back to work? Yeah, it, like it. That part, I'm just. I would never want to take the position. It just, I, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. It makes I would no be sense. like just chilling. It makes As no agrees. sense from either end. From either end, it makes no sense. I was reading. I'm back, by the way. I was. Yeah. Do you have, to, was do you have to go? Do you have to go? Or uh, yeah, or after this. Part, after this, when that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I was reading some article about stay-at-home husbands because mm-hmm. that is my end goal in life to be a stay-at-home husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like doing some statistics and like it's it's like one Wait. of those. Wait, one, one second. So maybe you do want to become a Japanese royal. Do I get to be a stay-at-home husband if that's the case? I mean, what do you think they do? I don't know if they're that busy. Like, what, what do you think their schedule is like? Do they I don't know, to... but like... They probably have, like, diplomacy duties or something. Yeah, they got to, like, meet up with, like, foreign diplomats and, like, show them around and be a good person and be a that good person. That sounds host. easy, man. Like, that doesn't sound like a very hard work. <clears throat> I want no work. Actually, I do want work. Like, like housework. I don't want to have to leave the house. Okay. But yeah, they were doing some, it's like one of those interactive ones where you can put how many hours you work, how, how many, like how many um hours you do, uh, housework, what activity, what housework you do. And then it compares you against like the state or the country averages. Mm-hmm. And it was showing that apparently like when women, women are stay at home wives, they do like something like 72% of all housework. But when men are stay at home husbands, they do 53% of all housework. Ooh, damn. So there's, there's about like a 20% divide, even if they're like both not working. There's sexism everywhere. Yeah. So I, I my, my, my goal in life is to bridge the 20% gap and be a 72% house husband. Yeah, you'd be amazing at that. Like, you know, <laughs> during those off hours, you'd be out there make, like, you know, making that compost, tending to the garden, making sure people have fresh things to eat. Exactly, man. All, all so, that kind of stuff. so if you are a female CEO of a Fortune 500 company and need a uh, 
a house husband who will do 72% of all work. You know what? If you're a fortune, if you're the right fortune 500 CEO. Or if you're princess. Yeah, or, or, if prin- you're or if you're a princess. I don't know how much princesses would be making, but fuck it. We're going to pull in the princesses as well. <clears throat> and if you are a princess, I'll bump it up from 72% to 75% of all housework. No, no. The thing about if you if you marry like a princess, then they they just have like servants. So, uh, so true. You don't have to do anything. You can just like sort of chill. I think. I can commit my whole time to the Wax Off Full podcast. Oh my god! You, you could actually prepare. You might actually do research. Might actually. Wait. So so wait. So seriously speaking, we're all okay with uh, just just relying on our sugar mamas in in, in if. In the delightful scenario that that, that that ever came along, we we'd all be totally okay with that. Just no no shame to it whatsoever. Yeah, as as long as she's okay with it, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, me yeah, too. One hundred percent. Wow, I, I'm glad we've. Uh, I don't know. Did you, I'm I'm not sure if I know if I know anyone who's. I guess I know some guys who are like super super uh, proud about that. I don't know. Can, can we can we uh, blame those people of toxic toxic masculinity? Although this is the Toxic Masculinity Podcast. Maybe this is where we turn a corner. Where we reveal ourselves. We were being toxically masculine as a as a joke. We weren't actually toxic. No, we're, no, no, we are. We are. We, we're definitely toxically. Uh, we were definitely uh, that way in terms of we, we never have any sincere feelings. But I'm always sincere. I don't know what you're saying. It's you. I think you're projecting your point right. of view upon all, right. all of us. It's, it's, it's me and Keith then. Everything I say on this <laughs> uh, on this pod is one hundred percent fact, except for the allegedly illegal activities that I may or may not be a part of, and also all of the stuff that Wax said about me killing royals. That's definitely not happening. But no, 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 no. But but it'd be uh, really... my visa is getting so denied. But hypo- hypothetically, it'd be very entertaining, and I make the, the good, the great premise for a movie. Okay. And also, it wasn't going to be that much killing, you know? It's mostly marrying. There was more love than there was murder. And heartbreak? Did you forget the heartbreak part? Ah, you know, like, you can't have love without heartbreak. It's just part It's just part of the give and take. Okay. Okay, Ads, Ads, you want to close us, up, close us out with a... Uh, give, give me a short... You, I really want to hear your short version of the rant on the weekend and his Grammy boycott. I, 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 okay. I do want to hear it. Let's My hear short version of the rant on the weekend... So, for those who don't know, before I quickly end the podcast, the weekend says he will boycott the Grammys moving forward. Pretty much, I mean, he doesn't say it outright, but his his album did not. His most recent album, which had a bunch of hits that were like top one hundred for like a year, um, he he it received zero Grammy nominations, uh, despite most people either putting him on their their best of year lists and also probably expecting him. As such a big, uh, as such a big artist, to get a Grammy nomination, he didn't get one, and now he's pulled out of uh, contention. He's not going to put his work forward for contention at the Grammys moving forward. And he said in his statement to the New York Times that the secret communities that determine which artists are nominated for the rewards awards were basically, you know, um, not taking him into consideration. And it is true. Essentially, the way the Grammys work is technically the Grammys are set by, like, they're all people in the music industry. Like, there's also artists on Grammy nomination boards. Like, they're actual, like, musicians and stuff like that. So it's not like it's just a bunch of bigwigs. And it's all set by the 
that by the music industry it's not for profit like it's supposed to be like a a award show for for artists made by the artists kind of thing but regardless you can't just get nominated your label has to nominate you to the grammys and then there's also a bunch of like peddling and pushing at those people to get into the actual nomination process and get nominated now i'm not sure if the weekend's label just thought that he was so big that they didn't have to do it and that's why he didn't get nominated i'm sure they they pushed him for contention but they didn't probably like push him in the way that they would have pushed an upcoming artist i think that's why and I think that him boycotting the Grammys, it doesn't matter because the Grammys are so big and the Grammys also are moving in a different direction. Like they're wanting to seem more accepting of like more niche trends in music. Like, uh, you know, you got Disco Wave with Dua du- du- Lipa, that kind of stuff. So I think like the weekend expecting something that the Grammys doesn't provide anymore in terms of just going for the biggest artists and then nominating them for a slew of uh sexual nominate like um categories categories yeah so that that used to happen like if you were a big artist you were pretty much guaranteed to be nominated for a slew of categories just because you sold enough and he was the fourth highest selling artist of last year so i don't think that will happen whether that will continue maybe he'll get over it but there was there was a year where he was like the only maybe not the only but one of the only black artists who were um, nominated and there was a big thing about that and people were hating on him on Twitter for that they were like well you didn't say anything about it when that was happening when you were the only one but now when you don't get nominated it's suddenly a problem I don't know if that's true or whatever but yeah I don't know it's weird the Grammys are weird there is a secret committee it does exist like it's not some fucking like uh, Illuminati thing but people like to push it as if it's an Illuminati thing. I don't know. The, the Grammys have a quote-unquote agenda when they're making Grammy nominations and Grammy Grammy winning. Like, that's true. Like, they have definitely have agendas. They're trying to hit certain quotas. Tr- like, that's, that's 100% true. And if you're not part of that agenda, part of that... I haven't kept up with all the Grammy nominations, to be honest, because I don't really care. But if you're not part of that, like, the agenda for the year then there's a high chance you'll be snubbed, regardless of your status in the music sphere. I'm sure that exists in other, um, like the Oscars or whatever. <coughs> oh, sorry. Well, I, I, I unmuted myself just to cough. And that, that was amazing. <laughs> you know what? That's probably a good note to end on, unless you had more to say. <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. The okay. Grammys have an agenda. It didn't fit the weekend. He cried about it on Twitter. And that's pretty much it. My All t- right. Uh, my album of the week, Colors of the Dark by Ray Harakami. Not nominated, for, not nominated not, for it. Not nominated, not nominated for it. to anything. It was like 2006. Ray Harakami's passed away. Rest in peace. By now. Um, it's a good electronic album. It's very short. It's like an EP, I guess you could call it. I like sequence number three. Take a listen. If you've liked any of Ray Harakami's music before, or if you're a fan of like uh, spacey, not spacey is like space, but like electronic bordering on ambience music yeah that's me all right cool. close out. thanks guys for listening to another episode of wax half full next week we'll be back with a guest i guess because that's our typical podcast cadence and before we leave i want to just ask you leave you guys with a question regicide 
Maybe it's not so outdated. Bye. <laughs>